Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, this is Chris Amsler with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Alex Bolzanoff with crowdholding.com. Welcome, Alex. Hello. Uh, thank you for having me today. Of course. Yeah, it's good to have you. Alex, give us a little bit about your background. Uh, shortly about myself, uh, before I went into business, I was studying business, went to London School of Economics uh, and uh, a University of Economics in Prague. So um, I did a double bachelor and master there. Uh, and uh, while studying, I also was uh, working on my own startups. I was always interested uh, in uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, and uh, helping small startups grow. Uh, and uh, uh, like I said, I was working on a couple of projects during my studies. Uh, two of them uh, were startups that I exited successfully. Uh, and uh, at the same time, after a bit of time in the entrepreneurship field, I also knew that I need a bit of corporate experience. So uh, right after uh, graduating uh, from university, I uh, went uh, to work for Google in Ireland. And there I was the business development manager for the Bulgarian market, uh, and specifically the AdWords department, uh, developing uh, Bulgarian small and medium advertisers, working with uh, digital agencies on their online strategies, uh, and basically setting up the team in Bulgaria for this department to work properly. And uh, while being in Google, I've uh, learned many new things uh, about the advertising in industry, and especially about how money uh, it's being lost 
on the way taken by brokers, uh, which uh, led me to my newest idea, crowd hobbing, uh, on which I'm working right now, uh, and because of which I left also Google. Uh, and uh, with crowd hobbing, uh, basically, uh, we're, we're moving forward. So I can, I'll tell you a bit more as well afterwards. Very good. Yeah, it sounds like you have a really diverse background that started at an early age. What do you think it was that motivated you to stay so busy in your studies? You had you had your side projects going on as well. What was your what was the the fuel for that fire? Uh, so my my ten year plan started exactly ten years ago. So I'm, I'm more or less at the place at the time of, point of time when I actually have finished with the ten year plan. Uh, what kept me going forward was. Uh, uh, my wish to take a six-month vacation, so I haven't had vacations for 10 years, for longer than a couple of weeks, perhaps. Uh, so uh, this has been pushing me forward. I have been imagining this for uh, 10 years uh, and will be taking time off very soon. Uh, and, uh, yeah, also achieving achieving stuff every day, uh, not just sitting uh, and relaxing while my peers are excelling in their careers, not at all. <laughs> That's a man, six months vacation, that's an excellent goal. Do you have um where do you plan to travel? Uh I will probably go to Asia, never been there. Uh definitely wanna go to uh some place where you can surf as well as uh, spend some time meditating. Um not very big on meditating yet, uh, but definitely I will use my time exactly to learn more and uh find peace of mind after so much working. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very cool. Well, speaking of working, let's uh, let's get to crowd holding. Give us uh, yeah. the idea of how crowd holding works. Uh, so I would really like to share shortly the story behind crowd holding. Uh, a couple of years ago, me and uh, uh, my ex classmate uh, had an idea about this uh, uh, tech bag. So a backpack that has different tech features, such as solar panels, uh, possibility to charge your phone, uh, as well as a lot of other features. Uh, but how we came up with the idea and uh, the features for that idea is actually the interesting part. So we went on Quora and Reddit and we asked questions uh, about what possible features should a backpack have. Uh, and in return, we offered people a discount from our Kickstarter campaign. So it was supposed to be a Kickstarter project and we offered people who gave us the ideas uh, basically a discount from the pricing uh, on the Kickstarter campaign. And we received more than 160 people uh, people's uh, feedback, so without any advertising, without anything. And this gave us a great idea. Uh, what if most of the projects, even before they go on Kickstarter, rather than spending all this time uh, within internally within, within their team, uh, figuring out what the market actually wants, and then going to market, and failing because it's not what the market actually wanted. Rather than wasting all this time, why not try to involve the crowd on a much earlier basis, uh, at the time of early adopters even, and offer them some benefits, offer them rewards for participating that early into shaping the product. And what, what would eventually happen is these people would build a product that they like and enjoy, and they would most likely become your first customers. So you're building a product that's required by the market, and when you go to market, you already have customers to buy. This idea we understood can be applied to a lot of businesses. So crowdfunding came out of it. Uh, it's basically crowdfunding. Crowdfunding's goal is to build better businesses together. Uh, it, it's a new way to uh, research and develop products, a new way to promote them, 
by involving the crowd in the process. Uh, and of course, our vision, or I would say long-term vision, is uh, connected to sharing revenue between startups uh, and the crowd. Uh, we are we fear that because of automation and uh, because of uh, AI, a lot of jobs will be lost in the future. Uh, and the only way for humanity to continue being uh, effective and productive is if something like basic income is to be introduced. So our long-term vision is that all the businesses that join crowdfunding would at some point start sharing their revenue with the crowd that helped them build their business. So actual piece of revenue, like royalties, would be paid back to the crowd helping them create the product. And this is what we're working on right now. Very interesting. So how do you get the crowd involved in that, that first stage? So there's already enough people out there uh, on Reddit, Quora, on forums where they're willingly giving their opinion, not actually expecting any return. And there's certainly a lot of people who want to be early adopters, who want to influence the technology that would be part of our lives in the future. So the sales point from this perspective isn't very hard. People are getting access to uh, early access to products. People are also creating their own portfolios of projects they have helped build. So these portfolios they can even use in the future when they get hired. They can showcase that they have helped this many businesses with their design tasks or with their development tasks. And therefore, it can serve even as working experience. And we are attracting these users mainly by offering them the access to products and also getting the working experience while working for startups. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur nowadays. <laughs> yeah. So are you, are you reaching out to these, um, these folks through Quora and Reddit, or how, are they, how is the contact being made between you and them? Uh, <clears throat> so we are definitely dividing our efforts between many channels, uh, mostly social media. However, we have found our niche, and currently those are people in the blockchain sector and connected to cryptocurrencies. So there's platforms like Reddit as well as Bitcoin Talk, uh, which are very popular among this uh, cryptocurrency audience. So we're proactively sharing content there. We're creating a lot of articles that are then reshared by our whole team. So in a way, growth hacking, uh, sharing this content into all relevant channels and groups on Reddit, on Facebook groups, on Quora, uh, some particular threads, as well as Bitcoin Talk. And now that we have some customer base already behind our backs, we're trying to work more with the current customers to actually ask why they join and to ask them to also invite their friends. Very likely, and a lot of people have started doing that, are that you will invite at least one or two of your friends that would also like the idea. So this is our next step, motivating people to share more uh, of what we have. And then in the future, we'll include also advertising. So, so far, we haven't spent money on advertising. Our whole strategy is around growth hacking and doing everything internally. So, so literally by almost word of mouth or, or spreading through the crowd to, to um, um, get those people coming in. So what, what kind of problems have you had thus far and how have you solved those? So the most common problems uh, or how a startup would actually launch their project. Uh, initially, we invite them with uh, a general industry feedback task where they can just get a feeling of what the community is on our platform and they can get uh, information about what they think the industry they're in 
uh, is looking like. After this, we motivate the startups to create something more specific, connected to their business. Uh, and this would be very, uh, I would not say private, but this would be very uh, business-connected questions. Uh, so things regarding the decisions of where most of the marketing should be spent, or if the, the if it's a design task, for example, you can also uh, see all the examples of businesses asking for improvements to their logo, to the to the design of the landing page. Uh, and the best part is is when you actually see the changes, and the community loves when the startups are communicating that changes are being done based on their feedback. After this, the community loves the project tenant. They are much more involved with it when they actually see that their feedback is utilized. And the challenges and the ideas coming out of this platform are quite diverse. So you can actually start asking questions regarding your design, but end up uh, with a solution for something completely else. This is the beauty of the forum-like discussion that we have on the platform. So those, those challenges then become organic in their solution finding. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yes, we definitely want to invite in the future uh, individual community members to also create their own tasks proactively on behalf of the startups. So if someone believes something should be reviewed in the company and it hasn't been created yet as a task, a community member would just go ahead and create it and discuss it in between themselves. This is where the whole engagement would start uh, flourishing, in my opinion. Yeah, very good. So uh, where are you in your roadmap right now? Uh, so we recently closed our ICO. We had an initial coin offering, and we already uh, issued our tokens. So we're gonna we're already listed on decentralized exchanges, and we'll be listed on a few centralized ones in the near future. So that's from the perspective of the uh, of the tokens. Uh, from the perspective of platform, uh, it has been online for already a year. Uh, it's still in beta uh, because there's numerous functionalities that we believe uh, need to be added and because also uh, when isn't a product only a beta it always always has to change so uh, in terms of our platform we already have uh, 15 startups that are sharing their own tokens as well as uh, purchasing our token uh, and these startups are bringing their own communities with them as well as making use of the audience on our platform and in terms of users uh, we're currently past 3,000 users and uh, I would say around 50% are active and coming uh, every week back to the platform and then on a monthly basis that percentage is a bit lower uh, however startups are receiving on average currently between 40 and 50 comments uh, on their tasks so it's still very early in terms of community uh, and the goal is that in the next three months we reach 10,000 users. Uh, so we're on track to achieve those results. Uh, basically, we'll be going to more events, uh, crypto conference and blockchain events in order to promote it. Uh, as well as our platform allows, like I said, uh, for a token of a different company to also be shared. So if someone has their own token, they can pay uh, basically using their own currency on our, our platform. Okay. Very good. A couple of quick questions. What is the name of your token? Uh, the name is YUP. Y-U-P. Yup. Okay. Very good. Um, and also, you mentioned adding functionality uh, to the beta. What kind of functionality are you looking to add right now? So, our short-term goals are improving uh, the individual profiles of users, allowing them uh, to have uh, 
benefits and rewards shown into their accounts, badges for achievement and solving challenges, uh, as well as the potential uh, possibility to export those into LinkedIn directly uh, to use as working experience. Uh, at the same time, we need to provide startups with a better dashboard to see what kind of uh, more like an analytical dashboard of type of users that are getting involved with their tasks and the amount of time they're spending with those tasks. So these are, uh, let's say, productivity features. Uh, what is actually going to be a big change in the next three to four months is we want to add the crowdfunding function to our website, right because of the fact that now we're helping the businesses actually gain that community and the amount of following they need to be successful and raise enough money. And we believe that in three or four months, those projects that have already applied to our startup, to our platform. They will already have enough users, and by that time, we will also already be able to raise money on our platform through the current uh, audience that we have. So this will be the next major feature that we will develop, the crowdfunding function, uh, and allowing businesses to raise money on the platform as well, to be launched around July uh, 2018. And then by the end of the year, uh, the idea is that we launch an internal marketplace Right after all the businesses already have functioning service uh, platforms or products, they will be able to offer them on our marketplace and receive payments in the YES token as well as in their own token. What do you think gives you um, advantages over similar types of sites? I would say uh, we have a more uh, visionary approach here. Uh, the end goal, as mentioned before, is to find startups uh, that would believe in the idea of sharing revenue in the future. Uh, rather than just going and uh, immediately charging a subscription fee or a one-time payment for joining the platform, we allow these businesses uh, to first create their community and persuade themselves uh, that the community is an integral part of their success. If we are able to persuade businesses that this is the right approach for R&D and the right approach for marketing, then this is... Uh, what we think would make us different from any other platform, like for example, Fiverr, where you obviously can submit a task and you can pay immediately, but there is no link. There is no future collaboration between those two parties. Whereas here, we're looking for long-term relationship between the community and the startup. Something that would last for at least a year, two or three, even more. Uh, but not people that would just come for one task and then leave. People that would actually come and would like this project to succeed. This is hard to achieve because you have to find very quality, high quality audience and startups that would believe that this makes sense. So our advantage right now is having a great sales team that really is paying good attention to the startups we bring on board, making sure uh, that the quality of feedback is also there. So this is this is what would make the difference in the future as well. If the quality of our feedback is not that good, then we definitely will lose the startups and the users. So if we keep that of high quality, I think we'll be successful. With, with that high quality perspective, um, can you describe a little bit more about those startups or those users, uh, more of those attributes? Uh, of course. Uh, so we have a diverse group of uh, startups. Uh, some are even with already large following. Some are in their beginning stages. Uh, so, for example, Deep Onion is a project about uh, untraceable payments. Uh, and uh, for themselves, uh, they were only looking for general feedback in the beginning. Uh, and quality feedback would mean not something like, oh, great project. No, actually, we've noticed that uh, users, and that's our internal KPI, uh, that users spend 
enough time responding to the questions. So we even have users spending three to four hours researching and then responding. So this is what we are looking for. Something meaningful that could actually change the business thinking uh, of that startup that posted the task. Uh, so this is one of the examples of businesses that are on the platform. We also have professional dating apps using tokens. Uh, we have a diverse number of startups, uh, each with uh, probably going into different directions, uh, like decentralized knowledge sharing platform, uh, pro manage property management platform, uh, as well as the first uh, concert crowdfunding platform. So all of them have their own problems, uh, and we need to find users that would give them relevant feedback for those projects. That's very easy to judge upon when you just see the answers. And the startups would obviously immediately tell us if they believe the feedback wasn't good enough. What kind of feedback are you getting from those startups? Uh, the feedback we're currently getting is there's not enough users. <laughs> That's pretty clear to everyone in the company as well. Uh, it, it is slow growth, mainly because it's all internal and without advertising. Uh, and the second thing is uh, one of the features that we're developing is currently they don't have enough data on the users uh, that are participating in their product. So this is exactly what we're going to be developing next, so that at least we satisfy this. And the amount of users will grow in the future. It just takes a bit of time. <laughs> Very good. A lot of um, a lot of what we talk about kind of in the blockchain world is what's happening, you know, what happened last year, what's happening in the next year. What do you see beyond next year, maybe in the next five years for blockchain developments and maybe even with uh, crowd holding? Uh, so one of the applications of blockchain was cryptocurrencies and still is. It's the first one, basically, transactions. Uh, and there's many others. Uh, you can store uh, computer storage uh, on the blockchain. You can uh, get ener the energy sector on the blockchain, banks. So I'm seeing most of the industries, the traditional industries, getting disrupted by blockchain startups. I'm seeing corporations buying out uh, smaller companies and using their technology or buying them out with the purpose of just uh, kicking, kicking them out of business. Even Google itself, uh, in the shadows, they have invested more than 150 million in blockchain startups. Blockchain, in my opinion, is revolutionary uh, because it cuts the middlemen, cuts the brokers, and it's something that millennials, uh, people between 18 and 34, are really uh, interested in. They are all tired from central authority. They're, they have the least trust in uh, governments and banks than any other generation. So this is why this generation would not only uh, take on blockchain very easily, they would promote it between themselves a lot. So I believe in the next five years, there will be more and more industries stepping in on the blockchain and changing their middle business models because of it as well. Very good. Anything that I may have left out that you want our audience to know? Uh, so generally, I'll ask you something directly. So the audience is also blockchain uh, people or it's very diverse technology business related people, yeah? It's a question. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so my final thoughts uh, on for the whole, uh, for all the people out there. Uh, so look out for a new technology called blockchain. Read more about it. Don't trust the news. <laughs> uh, the news in the, this sector are uh, very much manipulated and people posting uh, about uh, things are also actively participating. We've seen great examples 
of JP Morgan talking against Bitcoin, uh, but at the same time heavily investing it, in it. Uh, we've seen large banks uh, talking against cryptocurrencies and the next moment they create their own cryptocurrency. Uh, my recommendation to everyone out there is to check their sources uh, and when it comes down to investing especially, uh, make sure you have more than one opinion of a news network uh, as well as friends uh, and then make the right choice uh, only if you can lose that money. <laughs> Don't invest your last money in cryptocurrency for sure. Those are those are great points. Uh, what's the best way to contact you and find out more about the company? Uh, so I would like to invite everyone uh, who is listening. Uh, joining our platform uh, would earn you free cryptocurrency uh, just by giving answers uh, to different tasks. Uh, and also, if you are referring and you have a lot of businesses in your network, if you're referring them uh, to our uh, platform, you're also going to get cryptocurrency uh, for the referrals. If you want to get in touch with me and learn more about uh, our business uh, or collaborate on an ICO, uh, I can be reached on Alex, uh, that's uh, Alex with KS, uh, at crowdholding.com. Very good. Alex, A-L-E-K-S, at crowdholding.com. Yes. Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'd like to thank everybody for joining us here on the Future Tech Podcast. We will see you next time. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here. Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.